Historians speculate, and I know this is a, a, a slippery slope for historians. Uh, for example, uh, Nazi Germany, um, part and parcel of, of what Nazi Germany was all about was the anti-Semitism and the genocide. On the other hand, historians speculate that had Hitler not pursued that policy, he would have been more successful in World War II. They took resources away. Had Luther not had this um, session or uh, attitude towards the Jewish people, would the Reformation have taken a different turn? It's not easy to say um, because uh, because uh, uh, yeah, Jew, Jewish people in uh, modern uh, early modern Europe were a quite small minority, um, and I think they did not really had much influence. Uh, they had been. Um, uh, in in some parts in 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 seventeen or eighteen century they they get a certain influence um uh as we all know but uh, uh on the whole um they were uh, a marginalized uh, uh group of people um and uh i think um there are two constellations in uh, Reformation Germany where we see that there was, so to say, an intellectual interaction between uh, uh, rabbis and um, um, Reformation scholars. Uh, for instance, in Worms, uh, there were some guys who tried to um, interpret the prophets and uh, who recurred on, uh, so to say, uh, uh, the knowledge of uh, uh, rabbis who helped them to interpret. So the first uh, German interpretation of the prophets we have in Reformation Germany uh, was uh, uh, the consequence of cooperation between Jewish rabbis and um, Reformation scholars. So this is a, an interesting constellation. So that I would guess uh, if there would have been intellectual exchange, very, very uh, many things could have been uh, gone clearer. And uh, um, Luther was not interested in um, uh, rabbinic studies at all. And I think he wasn't able, he wasn't really able, he was good in uh, in uh, in uh, biblical Hebrew, but he was not able to um, to read uh, Hebrew texts, a part of this, uh, even Hebrew manus, manuscript and so on. Um, so he was in a certain sense ignorant and everything dealing with uh, Judaism, which was not... Uh, the Old Testament uh, uh, was uh, out of his um, uh, his interest. So uh, there could have been, of course, a, a much broader, I think, intellectual um, uh, uh, development if there would have been uh, uh, an exchange, because uh, Jewish tradition is always uh, deeply uh, literal. Uh, uh, multilingual tradition, uh, which would have been of 
very, very uh, uh, great impact for the intellectual development of uh, Reformation. Who was Johannes Reichland, and what was Luther's view of him? Um, uh, in, in his beginnings, he was uh, very, very enthusiastic, and uh, uh, he supported, Luther supported Reuchlin, uh, especially in um, uh, the battles uh, against uh, uh, what is called the Dunkelmänner, the... the, 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 the uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, the narrow-minded uh, representatives of the old church. And um, uh, Reuchlin had been attacked and Luther was part of uh, those who defended him. Uh, and of course, uh, Reuchlin was very, very necessary and important for him uh, because he learned Hebrew uh, by... Uh, uh, the grammar which had been published by Reuchlin and which is, so to say, the starting point of um, the Latin European or the Christian uh, um, uh, study of uh, the Hebrew language. And in this sense, he was very, very important. Um, and Luther was inclined in the around about 1519, 1520, to bring Reuchlin on his side, but uh, he was not willing. He uh, he uh, kept being uh, uh, part of the Roman uh, Roman Church. Um, and on the on the other hand, there's a great difference between Luther and Reuchlin concerning uh, how to deal with. Uh, uh, the Jewish people uh, in his own presence. Um, Rolin was one of uh, the very few people who argued in a jurisdictional way. He argued that uh, Jewish people are um, um, members of the Roman Empire and therefore had a certain legal state and they weren't allowed, it, it was impossible to do anything against the state. So you can't uh, rob uh, a citizen of the uh, Roman Empire, his, his, his writings, his uh, manuscripts and so on. Um, and this was an argumentation which was very, very specific for Reuchlin. And I do not know anybody else who uh, argued in this way which was, of course, of a very great importance for uh, uh, the way to deal with Jewish people. How did uh, Protestant theologians in subsequent generations uh, view Luther's views regarding the Jews and Judaism? In a broad, in a broad way. Yeah, it's, it changes uh, from century to century. Uh, during the first two centuries, I think, which is uh, dominated by what we call Lutheran orthodoxy, um, uh, the orientation on the old Luther and his uh, tract from 1543 was quite strong. During uh, pietism, beginning in the late 17th century, uh, and uh, yeah, um, 
in uh, 18th century, the orientation on the Yang Lu, the tract of 1523, gets stronger and stronger. Um, uh, during the 19th century, we have a crude mixture. Uh, and at the end of 19th century, not so much theologians, but uh, uh, popular uh, agitators recurred on uh, uh, the Luther of 1543. And, and then we get to the 20th century, the link from Luther to events of the 20th century. How do you view that? Yeah, I think uh, racists, uh, German nationalists in late 19th century knew of Luther's position and recurred on him and um, published tracts uh, with citations from Luther's works. And I think uh, he was one of the sources which made especially Protestant people um, a good conscience to fight against Jewish people. Um, and I think there's a, there's a direct uh, uh, line between uh, the measure catalogue I've cited to burn synagogues and uh, what has happened in, in Germany uh, in uh, November 1938. As you, you teach um, in general on the Reformation and, and this particular subject, Luther, Luther's Jews, um, why should young people study Luther and his writings concerning the Jews? example uh, to get aware how um, ideology uh, so the, the, how uh, um, theology can be affected by ideology uh, and um, uh, it is it is necessary to to get aware uh, how dangerous um, um, it is. Uh, to be too much convinced of his own uh, position and his thinking. Uh, Luther is, in a certain sense, a victim of himself because he uh, loses, so to say, the intellectual control of his um, uh, argumentation. And one of my tasks is to demonstrate it. Uh, uh, by yeah, analyzing the texts. And, and what reception do you get um, regarding this from young Germans today? Yeah, most of them are really, uh, uh, yeah, it is, in a certain sense, uh, they are really, uh, uh, they get a, a they get nervous, they do not know how to deal with Luther. And I think uh, we have to historize him. We have to see him as a person of 16th century. Uh, he is not, so to say, a simple identity marker. We can't, uh, 
And this distractive part of my job is uh, for some uh, of uh, my students quite hard, but it is necessary. Um, we could obviously go on and on. This has been, been fascinating. And again, um, Luther's views, um, um, a journey into uh, anti-Semitism uh, by Professor Thomas Kaufman. Uh, urge all our viewers and listeners, uh, easy on Amazon, click the button and purchase it. And uh, Professor, thank you so, so much. It was really insightful and um, appreciate your time very much. Thank you.